How much real estate do you own now? Man. So people always ask me, they're like, what's the number, right? But I don't really scoreboard watch. And so what my answer is always, it's not enough. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com and three two one you're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where you find people who have social proof, people who have built something, and they can teach you how to build it. Um, and we have uh, a very special guest that flew down. Did you come down just for the podcast? I came down just for the podcast as well Did as the you? network, kicking with my guy, Neo. Okay, but a podcast was okay. podcast. Podcast is up there on the on the priority <laughs> list. You know what I'm saying? That's what's yeah. up, man. Well, we got my brother Doug that came through, man. Um, and I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself because I got a whole bunch of questions for you, brother. All right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, my name is Doug Depp. Uh, I'm in real estate. So basically, what I focus on is buying properties that are undervalued, extremely undervalued, mm-hmm. fixing them up, right? Slapping a tenant in there for the long term. And really just, you know, doing that process over and over again, right? So I'm all about providing people with a shelter, with a place to live, and also teaching other people how to go about doing that. I'm really about just health, wealth, and wisdom. That's kind of like my motto that I live mm-hmm. by. So it's all about just spreading that information, spreading that knowledge, and really almost like doing God's work, right? Providing people with a place over their head that they can live in. For sure. Yeah. So you from Philly? Yep, from Philadelphia. Born and raised? Right outside of Philadelphia, actually. Where? So a place called Bluebell, like the suburbs of Philly. Right. So, uh, yeah. Bluebell, Pennsylvania. Bluebell, Pennsylvania. I think I've ever heard of Blue- Is that where the ice cream? It's not where the ice cream. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people do mess that up. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah. So Bluebell, Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, how was your home life? Like, did y'all live in a house? Yep, yep. So we lived in a house. Uh, both my parents, thankfully. Right. My dad actually was in the record business, so he was way back at Philadelphia International with the OJs, so he was actually the president of Philadelphia International Records way back in the day. Mm. Yep, so he was with them for a while. So he then, owned a record label? No, he was the president of the record label. He worked president for Gamble, Gamble and Huff. Gotcha. Yeah, any any was, like artists or songs we would know? Uh, ain't No Stopping Us Now. OJs. Ain't no stopping. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's way back. Yeah, he's, you know, he's connected with Patty LaBelle, all those, mm. you know, good people. Oh, dope, dope, yeah, dope, dope. Yeah. So, um, so, so y'all, y'all, y'all was all right. Y'all was living. We, we was cool. Like, my dad did that back in his 20s. Like, mm. he was one of those guys that was getting to it early. Yeah. Um, however, then, you know, that kind of fell apart. Then he had a, a business with Dick Gregory back in the day, Bohemian mm. Diet. Yep. So, he was in that regard. But, then as like as I started coming up, getting older, my parents worked from home, but they worked on a, a business. And I kind of um, they lost a lot of money in the stock market. Really? Uh, but I had both my parents there. My mom has a finance background. My dad has a CPA background. Mm. Um, 
but uh, just being in that environment, they taught me a lot of hard lessons and just, mm. just that work ethic. Pops used to wake me up at like 5 a.m. in the morning to clean carpets like throughout the house, right? So when there was mm. that little dark spot on the carpet, I was in, sitting there with a toothbrush, really? some warm water scrubbing. He used to wake me up early why? on the weekends. I, I couldn't even tell you. You were asking about your dad. Why was I, why was you waking <laughs> up that early to clean carpet spots? Like? But the crazy part is now I still wake up at like 4.30 in the morning almost every single day. Right, and I'm always just grinding, putting in that work. Mm-hmm. So it really taught me that work ethic. I got thought. you. Got and he's like extremely frugal, and I, I'm, a, I'm more of a frugal guy. Really, really. But yeah. Ah, yeah. but you picked up the little rolling today while you was in Atlanta. Yes, hey, hey, listen, my wife grabbed this for me, so I was, I was excited for that. Oh, I ain't yeah, mad at that. I ain't yeah, mad at that. Yeah. All right, so walk me into how you got yeah. into real estate real investing. Estate. Yeah. So I went to this school, Germantown Academy. And this was a school where people are getting high ranked. school, college. This is uh, middle school and high school. I went okay. there. Yep. So this is where the kids are getting like bar and bot mitzvahs. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but when they turn 13, yeah. it's like a huge wedding. Parents Jewish are dropping. Kids. Yeah, Jewish kids. Yep. They drop $100,000 on this big party, this festival, mm. right? So they were getting the, the, uh, the Range Rovers at 16. And the craziest part was, I didn't even know what a PJ was, private jet. But when this one uh, child turned 16, Dad took a group of friends to Australia for a long extended weekend and then they flew back. So on I was a private just jet. on a private jet. Yeah. So I was just like, wow, this is crazy. So I'm actually in school with these super wealthy kids. And I mean, we had a little bit of money, but nothing close to that. Mm-hmm. Like we were able to get into the school through a basketball scholarship. I was recruited back in sixth grade to play basketball here. My parents only had to pay like two grand. But what that did was it exposed me to a whole different environment. Like, is unbelievable. But what I noticed was the parents were, they're doctors, lawyers. Uh, one guy was the assistant of the Sixers, right? Mm. But what, it, what I noticed was these kids, their parents own real estate. Mm. You know, they always talked about their beach houses, their apartment buildings, you know, their complexes that they had. So then I started to just become fascinated about studying the rich, studying the wealthy. Mm-hmm. So what I realized was, as I started kind of being just, you know, intrigued by that, I started tapping in and I realized that the majority of the people that are wealthy have millions. They own some real estate, mm. right? So being in my, in my environment where my parents had that finance background, uh, dad's a CPA and so forth, I basically naturally went to school and college to be in finance, mm. right? Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes so, sense. yeah. So, you know, I went to University of Delaware uh, University, got my finance degree. But while I was in school, I, I remember actually, you know, taking a step back. My parents really didn't have money to send me to college, right? Mm. Which is, you know, people people go through that experience. But I was able to, we had a, we had a, like a party, like basically a going away party for college. Mm. We were able to muster up a thousand bucks. I had that thousand dollars in my account. My mom's like, hey, listen, you got some scholarships, but you know, we don't have any funds really available right, right. for you. So I ended up having to work through college. But what mm. the job that I took was I was selling a Nutrisystem. So it's a weight loss food, but uh, I would work my summer breaks winter breaks, spring breaks. But so while other kids are going away, going to Cancun, spring mm. break, you know, wilding out, that sort of yeah. thing. I was locked in at this, at this cubicle job, but I was selling over the phone. I'm talking about putting 16 hours a, a day in on, mm. my, on my breaks, selling. I'm talking about, we were making, you know, $400 a day, $500 a day, because I would sell these weight loss packages, making anywhere between 20 to $40 a package. Mm. But what that over did- Over the phone. Over the phone. Sheesh. Yeah, so as a college student, you know, I, I, I balled out for a good two weeks. For sure. So for a good two weeks, 
you know, I got the true religion jeans, I got some fancy shoes, but then I realized, I said, you know what? I don't need all this crap. Mm. Like it's, it's, you know, you go through that stage, but I then, you know, tapping into my parents and being extremely frugal, yeah. I say, you know, we're just gonna go ahead and pay for school. So cutting those checks back then while you're going through school, you, t- you know, I'm talking about 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. cutting those big checks to pay for my college, that really taught me a lot about, about money and sacrifice gotcha. and so forth. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're in college, you're working, yep. making money. Yep. And when did you start, did you, did you start stacking the bread? Like. Yeah, so what I did was I was stacking the bread. I started dabbling a little bit in the stock market. Um, really? One, How old are you at this time? At, at this, this time, we're about 20, 21. How old are you now? I'm 35. 35. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yep. gotcha. Yep. Okay, so in the stock, yo, I didn't know what the stock market was at no 20 years old, bro. Yep. And the only reason I knew about the stock market, because my parents, again, they worked from home, mm-hmm. and they were playing the stock market heavy back when, um, this was the dot-com era, so talking yeah. about AOLs and so forth. So they were literally playing with their retirement funds, but my mom would be like, we made $20,000 a day. We did $10,000 a day, $30,000. I'm like, well, what is going on? Like, whatever they in, I, I want to figure out that stock market. Right. The downside is they rode it, they rode the wave up, and then when it crashed, they lost millions, right? And that's the, you know, the retirement funds. So I'm like, man, the stock market thing is, Whoa. is crazy. They it's lost crazy. millions. Yeah, and they, they sold it. They sold their shares. They sold their stock. So then it's like, you know, the key is not to sell. So that way you can at least ride it back up. But, you know, that was just an experience I had to see. So when it came time for college, you know, there was no funds available and I had to figure it out. Mm. Yeah. What is that like? What was the household like, bro? I mean, the household was... I'm talking about at that moment. Like, I mean, when you had to have felt it as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was something where, you know, it was like my dad was always tight and frugal. Like, you know, they lost all his money. My mom was kind of more on the, yo, let's go get, you know, she was aggressive with it. Um, But it was just, you know, hearing those conversations about money, about, you know, the mortgage. Are we going to be able to, you know, cover this mortgage, you know, the lights and so forth. But we had a nice size house, don't get me wrong. You know, it was a 5,000 square foot house. But they still had jobs. But you still, yeah, they still had yeah. jobs. They still had to put food on the table. But it was just, uh, you know, I learned a lot. Cause it's almost like I was taking a, bes- a behind the scenes look at everything between that age of like 13 to 16, 17. Yeah. So that made me just respect money a little differently. It seems like that would be a depressing few weeks, bro. Yeah. Like, or yeah. did you see, did you hear any discord or uh, anger between parents on some, see, I told you not to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little bit of that going on, but um, I mean, they held it together pretty well. Good. Yep, yep. Good. So I was just, I was just thankful just to be able to almost, you know, witness that. So yeah. now when I see money and so forth, I kind of think a little differently and, and make sure I have the calculated, you know, risk and investments. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're 20, 21 years old. Yep. You're, um, I assume, working at this time, yep. and you're putting a couple of dollars in the stock market. Yep, yep, yep. How do we, do we, okay, we'll go forward and back. Okay, yeah. How, um, how much real estate do you own now? Man, so people always ask me, they're like, what's the number, right? But I don't really scoreboard watching, so what my answer is always, it's not enough. Mm. So, and the reason why I say that is because once you start kind of calculating exactly how many properties you have, I feel like you start to get complacent. So it's like oh, so it's me. not like a few where you can count it. Like if I had a, if I had like six properties, I'm like yeah, I got I got nah, about six. No, nah, it's 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 a good it's a sizable account. Really? But the, the thing is, it's almost like you're playing basketball. I'm a basketball player, right? We were playing basketball. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, <laughs> I call you a basketball player. I'm washed up. I, I retired. <laughs> man said, bring your sneaks. I'm like, where do you, you like to play basketball? I don't give yourself that title. All right, all right, all right. Listen, listen. 
But um, the thing is, like, you playing basketball, it's like you run into the scoreboard after every point you make, right? So it's like, yo, all right, let's put up a couple points. How many points am I at? Eight to ten, da, da, da. But I'm still playing a game. So, you know, there's more room. To, there's, you know, I take the approaches. I can close on six properties, and I'm still like, all right, where's the next one, right? Because I'm not counting. I'm constantly just lining the next play up. Mm. But obviously, in terms of like accounting, like I'm sure you have an idea yeah, of how much yeah, real estate. You just don't want yeah, to tell me. Yeah, camera. I mean we're approaching we're approaching 100 units. Really? Approaching 100 Dang, units. Yeah, between singles, uh, duplexes, triplexes. Yep. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So spread throughout Philadelphia, Chester County, Delaware. Yep. Where's Where's most of it in Philly? What, what part? North Philly, the hood. North Philly. Yeah, there's gold in the hood. I try you to got tell people like that. The Susquehanna? Yeah, I got yeah, I got something right now in Susquehanna and Dolphin. Got something right on Susquehanna triplex, duplex that um wow, on the my Trona dad Street. lived on 17th in Susquehanna. Oh yeah, so I'm asking. Yeah, 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 it's popping out there. I'm trying to tell you. Is it still? Is it still like you can buy property for the low out there? Yeah, yeah. I bought um I bought a duplex for forty thousand right there in Strawberry Mansion. I put uh I put sixty thousand dollars worth of work into that one. Some all in about a hundred grand, but it's worth three hundred thousand. Right. Mm. So now, you know, my strategy is get it tenanted, and I'll take it to the bank. That 300000 go get a refinance at 75%. I go all the way up to 75%. That's a good chunk of money. Mm. So I'll basically be able to get my initial investment back plus an extra hundred grand on top. Okay. So right now, yo, I, here's the crazy thing. It was yeah. like a few years ago, and it was just like these talks. Like, yeah, you can go to Philly, get some properties, five, ten thousand $10,000. Yeah. That's real. That was yeah, real. real. I missed that. Yep. I mean, it's still happening. You just got to pay a little bit more, right? Things are appreciating tre- yeah. tremendously. But I just picked up a property for $20,000 in Philly. Mm. Worth one hundred and fifty fixed up. Well, how much money you got to put into it? Uh, that one, probably about 50000 so mm. I run my own construction company, and we can get into really? that a little later. Or we can get into it now. Oh, we're we going to oh, <laughs> yeah, get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you got some properties? You got, you got a little something going on you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know you get money when you like, oh, you know, we doing a little something. All right, cool. So um, yeah. I want to get into that, but I want to yeah. know how you got into it. Got you, talk, got you. Talk to me about that first property, bro. All right, so listen. So I went to school for finance. So I got a finance degree from University of Delaware, graduating three and a half years. But I was the guy, I was going on to every single interview because thankfully at, where Delaware is located, there's a lot of banks near there. So, I mean, Chase Bank was coming through. Uh, DuPont is a big employer. They were coming through. And Bank of America came through. So I interviewed with them, and I got a position in their leadership rotational program. So he only selected five of us out of the whole finance department. So they hired me, and it was for a 55000 with the $5,000 signing bonus. Keep in mind, I was already making $60,000 working part-time in sales. Mm. People are like, yo, why don't you just stay with sales? Mm. Like, yo, I just paid all this money personally to go to college. I got to see what this finance thing's about, yeah, right? Sure. So I'm on the elevator with HR, my other four uh, counterparts are with me. And we get off the elevator, and there's this woman carrying this box. And she's in tears. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? HR said, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We just had some layoffs. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's all during the nationalization scare. So we just had some layoffs. Um, we're just making some room for the younger talent coming through. This lady was about 55 years old, 55, 60 years old, had kids in college, had a mortgage, and they just letting her go like that. And she's in tears. I'm like, this is crazy. So that's when a light bulb uh, just went off. Uh, there is no way that I would give that much power, that much control to a company just to be able to pull the plug from me at any moment, mm. right? So then I said, okay. So then I started to read some books, right? So I read The Richest Man in Babylon. That's my, that's my favorite. My George dad gave that to me back when I was in seventh grade. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, you know, you're talking about ARCAD and this and that. I was like, yeah, yeah. This, this language don't even sound right. 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 But then I tapped back into it at a later date. I said, oh, things started to make sense. You know, I read, you know, rapper Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, naturally. Um, but I was sitting on the couch with my brother, right? And I'm like, you know, I see this program. And uh, he's like, well, how much is it? I said, $3,000. This is back when, you know, I'm working and I'm working. What was the program for? It was for real estate. Real estate. So it was a guy by the name of uh, our president currently. And I'm no supporter or anything like that. Right. But he had this real estate program and I tapped into it. And I, and I let $3,000 go out my pocket to the program. Right. And the program was in, eh, but I put that $3,000 out. And once I invested that $3,000 out, I was like, I got to get my money back. Like in regards to I got to pursue real estate sure. full time because now I know a little bit about it. And I know that that's going to be my ticket out because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be in that nine to five situation, hugging that cubicle. Can you imagine hugging that cubicle to your 67 and a half? Nah. I'm talking about hugging it tight. Right. Like people are going in there, hugging that thing tight. Like, yo, don't, don't, don't take this cube. Like Bragging it's not, about your two yeah. weeks off for the holidays. Right, like, two weeks off. Yeah. So, so then I was like, all right, so the first property was I'm working at Bank of America and we were renting for a year and we're right in Delaware looking at the river. And I had a girlfriend at the time. We were paying $1,200 a month for a one bedroom looking at the river, I found out that I can get an obstructed view in that same apartment building and only pay $1,000 a month. So I told my girlfriend at the time, hey, let's go ahead. We're moving to obstructed view. We're going to be looking at the parking lot because I want to save the extra $200 a month. She's like, okay, cool, right? So then I said, you know what? I don't want to rent anymore So because I've been reading these real estate books. Right, right. So we, I decided to buy my first property in Delaware, brand new construction, 3.5% down. So it was for $250,000, so a quarter million dollar property. I had to come up with $16,000. So, so you like, and your girl are making good money at the time? Um, I'm making that $55,000, right. Uh, right? 
And she's a teacher. I think she's probably making 30000 something like that. And both right. y'all were on the house? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. We weren't married. So no, there's no way she would have been on the house. And I was putting up the capital. Right. Right. So she did. She did want to. Uh, she's like, hey, you know, since I'm going to be living there with you, you know, I want to go in the deed. I said, I'm, I, you know, I was like, uh, it's like. I was like, I know we've been dating for three years, but yeah. not so fast. Not right. so fast because, you know, I'm putting up the cap. I'm like, hey, you got some bread to put toward this? Yeah. She said no. So I said, all right, well. Can you get a quarter million dollar house with 50000 Absolutely. It's uh, it's about $1,200 a month. Mm. So okay. We, so if you got 5000 coming in. Got, okay. Yeah, I guess. That in. makes sense. Yep, yep. And I didn't have really any, any expenses. Yeah. So you get a quarter million dollar house. And I use that 3.5%, the FHA loan program. So I definitely advise anyone buying a property. Go with the FHA route because you got to put three and a half percent, right? And they and you can go up to a, a sizable amount. For but sure. the beautiful thing is you can go up to one bedroom all the way up to a four unit apartment building. Gotcha. Mixed use at the bottom. But so I put that three and a half percent down, and we're living in this property: four bedrooms, three and a half baths, and it's just us living in this master suite. So I woke up one morning. I said, "Hey, listen, I want to rent some of these rooms out." I said, "Rent some of these rooms out? What do you mean?" I said, "I don't want to pay this mortgage." What do you mean you don't want to pay the mortgage? Like it's, 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 Airbnb wasn't popping back then. You don't just let nobody in your house. <laughs> right. Listen, listen. So she said, oh, you, you, you're crazy. There's no way I want strangers living in the house. Mm-hmm. So she, she tied my hand, said no lady our age living in the property, which, you know, I understand. You don't want that happening. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes good sense. Mm-hmm. Then I said, uh, she said no guys our age living in the property. And I said, all right, that also mm-hmm. makes sense. She didn't want any creepy old men living in the property either. So I was like, oh, all right. So my hands are completely tied behind my back, right? Yeah, I'm mean, like, who know, else is there? AKA, yeah. bro, we're not doing this. Right, right. <laughs> but hopped on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. I found this retired grandmother. Mm-hmm. Retired grandma was willing to pay $750 for my first floor uh, right behind the garage. There is a basically like a nice suite. I made sure there's a finished bathroom, a little walk out to the back. And um, she could use the kitchen when she pleased. So she paid me $750. Wow. When that $750 of cash hit my palms in my hand, I said, oh, snap, this is crazy. She wasn't even going upstairs. How, how, how many years ago was this? this what year was, was this? This was back in, what was it, 2000 and, I want to say 2010. 2010, so yeah. about 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, yep. yep. So she put that money in my pocket, in my hand. I said, this is crazy. So I woke up another morning, right? I told, told my girlfriend, I said, hey, you know, we got that room rented out. That's cool. We staying in this master, but we still got two more rooms across the hall. Right across from the hall from your room. Yeah, right across the hall. Because the way the master is in the back of the house, the two rooms in the front, mm-hmm. it's like a three-story townhome yeah. built on a slab, you know, concrete. So, so we got those two rooms. So she's just thinking like, what are you talking about? I said, we got to rent those out. So now you're absolutely crazy. There's no way. There's no way I'm gonna be letting strangers right across the hall live from live, you know, right there with us on the same floor, sharing the same, you know, amenities essentially, right? So I was just thinking, woke up the next morning, I said, listen, do you wanna be rich or do you wanna be poor? So she thought about it. Mm, That's a different that's a different question than should we have somebody rent our place? Right. It's like you reframed it, like do you wanna be rich or poor? Yeah, which one? She said, you know, I'm okay being poor. She said, you know, my dad worked as a manager at McDonald's. My mom's a teacher. You know what I mean? We did all right. I said, okay. So I had to go to work. So I'm, I'm on 95 going up to Wilmington to work at Bank of America. And I was just like, okay being poor. 
okay, being poor, this is crazy. That don't even sound right, right? That don't even sound right. So I'm, I'm pacing back and forth, you know, getting up to the water cooler, going to the hallway, walking around, like, okay, being poor. I called my brother, like, yo, she said she's okay being poor. Brother's like, yo, ride it out, man. You guys been together three years. So I get back there. I say, you know what? I got to give you something called a two-week notice. Your job or your girl? My girl. Had to give her the two-week notice, bro. Really? Yeah, I said, listen, it's not going to work. I seen too much. I seen people hop on the PJs, go for a long week into Australia. I seen the limo service. I seen too much. Mm. I seen people getting a Range Rover at 16 for their kids. I seen people talking about I'm going to the shore to my beach house. Why would I be okay being poor? I just busted my butt in college three and a half years. You know what I'm saying? I said, it's not going to work. Yikes. You know what I'm saying? So I hopped on Craigslist. I found two guys from Vegas. So hold on, hold on, hold on. All like, right. You got to take me t- back to that conversation. <laughs> it's like a yeah. movie. It's go ahead. <laughs> so you give her a two-week notice. You got to tell right. me about this two-week notice. What did you yeah. say? I said, listen, it's not, it's, I love you. It's not going to work. She was crying. She's like, what do you mean it's not going to work? Are you work? saying two weeks in terms of I'm giving you two weeks to li- leave or like two weeks you, you, to figure, get yourself together? Two weeks to pack your bags and, and hit the door. Yo, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, but but I get it. Yeah. I get it. Y'all unequally because yoked. Because it's, it's like, yo, you okay being poor? I'm trying to go up here. It's too much gap. It's, it's almost like you're doing a negotiation. You want five grand. I want a hundred grand. It's like, yo, this too much. There's no in between. And hey, I already know yo. where her mindset is, right? It's a mindset thing. Mm. Like, why would I want to be building a foundation with somebody that is okay being poor and where I'm trying to not pay any, any rent? I don't want to pay my mortgage at all, right? Right. So grandma, that's only half of the mortgage. I need the whole thing paid. So she got to go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like it though, Doug. <laughs> I like you, you talking spicy on this podcast right now. Okay, so she leaves. Right, but but listen, she was crying. She you know, you know, the whole two weeks going by, she thought I was playing. So I hopped on Craigslist. I found these guys from Vegas. They were working at the Venetian. And this was all during the whole nationalization scare. Economy was getting real bad, right? So these guys... They, I told them about the two rooms. They're going to rent each room for $650, $650. So that's $1,300 coming from these two small bedrooms in my townhome. So I'm like, man, listen. So they coming up the stairs. She's going down the stairs. She's like, wow, this guy is serious. I said, I'm sorry. I love you. I wish you well. Wish you nothing but the best. Wish you nothing but success. But I got to get this. I got I to pursue my dreams. You know what yeah. I mean? So now these guys are living in these bedrooms. Right, I'm living in the master bedroom by myself now. Single guy by myself. I got the soaking tub, the stand-up shower, the walk-in closet. I got the balcony off of my bedroom with the king bed, all that. I'm living, you know, in my low 20s. So I say, you know what? I don't need all this crap. What do I need this for? So what did I do? Took that king bed to my two-car garage. I moved into the garage. You moved into the garage. Into the garage. So I'm living in a garage. I'm, and I'm talking about a this garage. This different. <laughs> He's different. So listen, I'm in the garage. And I, I, I remember it clearly. Like, I still got it to this day. I still got the makeshift closet. You know, I just got some racks from, from Lowe's down the street. So that way I could hang up my suits and ties that I was wearing to the Bank of America, right? So now, what do, what do you think I did? Bro, I just... Keep the story going because I'm in shock. <laughs> I'm in shock, bro. This is crazy. Listen, so now I found this guy to rent out my master bedroom, the soaking tub, walk-in closet, the balcony. 
It's $750, right? So we got my man. So you at 15, 13, you at 2,800. Coming in. I'm living in the garage. Listen, it gets cold. Right now in Atlanta, it's cold. You got the heat right. on. Delaware is cold. For sure. So what do I do in the wintertime? I had a Sub-Zero sleeping bag. For those that don't know, the Sub-Zero sleeping bag is the, the sleeping bag that goes over top of the hood. Like the hood, you can tighten it up right on the side, so you just little slits in your eyes, right? So the Sub-Zero sleeping bag was because it got cold. That garage wasn't insulated. There's no reason for a garage to be insulated. People aren't typically don't living in a garage. Don't nobody live in a garage, dude. Right, right. So I'm living in a garage, Sub-Zero sleeping bag, right? And the funny thing is I met my wife while I was living in the garage. Really? Yeah. But the, the crazy part is, I didn't have to live in the garage, right? I'm still working at Bank of America, but I tell everybody, yo, I'm living in my, well, first they thought I was crazy renting out to grandma. Like, yo, that's not even your grandma. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what, are you right, what are you doing? Right. So I, they thought that was crazy then. Then it's like, oh, you got two guys from Craigslist. What if they, what if they poison your milk and your cereal? What if they, what if they wake up one night and just feel like killing you? I said, man, I'm not worried about none of that. Bro, I'm sorry. So that, that, like I was, I did a, um, yeah, and, and, and it, it speaks to your point, like just yeah. human beings and the way they think. Yeah, I was uh, I was doing an event here actually, and I think we were uh, we were selling a course. Maybe the course was um, oh, it was actually a a program. My boy, he was uh, he's doing a real estate. Shouts yeah. out to Tommy Hall Jr. Yep, yep. And the course I want to say might have been a hundred dollars a month. Okay. In my and you know we're you know we're going into Q and A. And my man says, okay, what if you don't have the money? And he's like, yo, we gotta go get it. We do a whole motivational speech. Like, go yeah, get the yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my man says, okay, what if you invest in the course and your mother gets in an accident? <laughs> you gotta, I, I, yo, I can't make this up. He said, what if your mother gets in an accident and you gotta pay the hospital bills? How am I gonna afford this? Mm. I was shocked that your brain. Right, you think about the worst possible Automatically scenario. created something, a reason for you not to be successful. Wow. That's crazy. Who yeah. thinks like that? What right. if they poison your milk specifically? Right, you're right. Not <laughs> <laughs> even just kill you. What if yeah. they go in the kitchen, right. unscrew the milk, poison your joint, so they can keep the garage too? Right. They're like, right. what? Bro, they thought I was absolutely crazy. So I enjoyed it, because I actually like fed off of that, right? Because I'm like, yo, I like being in my own lane. Mm. So I like going against the grain, against the, you know, the status quo. So I'm telling these guys like, man, I got all these people renting the room, but I'm not paying anything. But the thing is I have a substantial amount of cash flow coming from just that, that primary residence. So I could have just went out and go spend it and increase my living, but I read The Richest Man in Babylon and that's not what you do. You mm. gotta invest that extra money, sure. right? So then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to buy my, my first true investment property. And I didn't know everything there was about real estate at all, right? But I, I was listening to the 50th law, and that's the 50 cent book. Mm -hmm. But he talks about taking that step, making that move, even when you're not 100% ready. So I remember, and this was during the nationalization scare, all this stuff, stuff was crumbling, right? So I said, man, listen, I'm gonna go ahead and buy this property and just figure it out. So I bought my first property in a place called Coatesville. And the reason why I bought it in Coatesville is because that's the hometown that my dad was in. Uh, from, like all my family was still out there on my dad's side. So I was able to pick up this property and it was a foreclosure, right? Cause this is when a whole bunch of foreclosures were taking place mm. cause the economy just, just crashed essentially. Mm. So I picked up this property as my second home for $60,000 and I only had to put down 10%. So that's $6,000 plus mm -hmm. closing costs. So we're gotcha. all in about like 10 grand, right? But I got introduced to section eight because my cousin, 
who was also from Coatesville at the time, she was living in this three-story property, five bedrooms, two baths, and she pulled me to the side and like, yo, cuz, guess what I'm paying for this? I'm like, what, maybe $1,600, $1,700? She told me $100. I said, $100? Like, what are you, like, how are you paying for Like, what type of thing you got going mm-hmm. on? So, no, it's something called Section 8. I said, what you mean Section 8? Yeah, it's through the government. The government pays the, the other portion of the rent. I just got to pay $100. But the best thing is, if I were to get fired or, you know, lose my job, it would step in and cover that $100 for me. So I said, oh, mm. snap. I said, okay. So when I bought that first property, I rented out Section 8 immediately. Right. right. So my monthly note is about 550 bucks. I rented out Section 8 for $1,300. So now it's just straight cash flow coming in mm. every 30 days. So then I was just, you know, one house led to another. But, um, yeah, back in Coastal, I was just running it up. And these were all foreclosed properties. And I was getting them on sites like HomePath.com, mm. HomeSteps.com. And I believe right now the, the inventory is low. But based where we're at with the economy, I think that inventory is going to be picking up. So mm. People can go ahead and tap in to properties where you only just need a little paint and you just slap a tenant right in there, get your cash flow. Yeah, what do you think is about to happen to the economy? I see, I see the- 2021, 2022. I think there's going to be a substantial amount of inventory of foreclosed properties. And I think that's why it's so important to, to be ready. I'm a big proponent of you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Yeah. So with me, you know, that's why I save up a lot of money, invest, because I want to always be ready, yeah. right? So back when I was you know, even working at Bank of America, I got to the point where I was actually saving 90% of my take-home pay. Because you don't have no living expenses. I got no overhead, no car note, no mortgage. So now all that money's just going to the good, getting ready for that next investment. Mm, All right. So you got you got your second. When did you get addicted? Like when did when did you like get that thing, yo? I'm getting as much as I can get my hands on. Yo, that addiction really started when that lady put that seven hundred grandma put that seven hundred and fifty dollars. In my palm because it was cash. Yeah. Now I'm used to just getting that direct deposit. Right, right. But when they put that cash, I start counting it, start feeling it. <laughs> I'm like, man, this feels good. I, I like this. Right. Oh. So it so it just got to the point where, you now I was working a job at Bank of America and they had me working about sixty to seventy hours a week, mm. grinding. I'm talking about hugging the cubicle and I was salaried, right? Mm. So what really did it for me was we had the end of the year review. So those that work at corporate America, you know how the end of the year review, you know, you go, you sit right in front of your boss, talk about the year. So my boss told me that, hey, Doug, great year. Um, You know, this was the year I'm putting 70 hours a a weekend. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to get a little bonus. I'm going to get a little raise. So he said, hey, Doug, you're a meets, meets. I'm like, what the heck's a meets, meets? Meets, meets? Yeah. So you meet expectations on this column. You meet expectations on this column, right? So it's not exceed or exceed meet. They got all these different rankings in corporate America. He said, unfortunately, where the position of the bank is, um, meets, meets, they're not getting a bonus this year, and um, we're going to keep your salary where it's at. Mm. So therefore, um, you know, just keep up the good work. Keep going. Keep, keep pushing. We really appreciate you. So what do you mean you really appreciate me? I just gave you an extra 30 hours every single week of my life, and you just, mm. say, you just say your meets, meets, slap on the back of the head, keep up the good work. I said, okay, I got you. I see where you guys are coming from. But I can't. I still showed up the next day, sure. still put in the extra overtime, because I knew that that job was gonna fund my real estate empire, mm. right? So that was the mindset I had. So people are like, yo, Doug, how are you still staying late? This guy didn't even give you a bonus. So don't worry about that guy. That guy is funding my empire. Yeah. Right. Right. So then, it, you know, no matter what they said to me, it couldn't break me because now I became obsessed with the work. 
That's what I mean by being obsessed with the work. So I'm working at nine to five, sometimes working later. But when I got home, I was clocking in from six to midnight, six to two in the morning, just engulfed in real estate, looking at properties, studying real estate, listening to audio books, right? Turning the TV off. That's, that's, the, that's the main thing. People don't turn off the TV. 100%. Right? They're watching the sports games. Why am I going to watch LeBron James play when I'm worried? I got to put up my own stats. Yeah. It's sure. like me showing up to somebody's job and sitting at the cubicle and just watching you, you know, put numbers in all day. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. Right? So I focused on myself. It's like, yo, why watch the game when you have the opportunity to be the game? Yeah. Right? So now, now I'm just engulfed with it. But I got obsessed with the work. So to the point where... I'm bringing my work, you know, the, typically my after nine to five work, I got, I got so obsessed, I'm bringing that work to the work with me, mm. right? So now I'm getting efficient at my job, right? So instead of being there for a long period of time, I'm knocking on my workout in, you know, first hour, two hours of work, mm. then I'm right back to the real estate. I'm looking at properties, I'm making deals, I'm calling contractors, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm learning the game while I'm at work. They think I'm just listening to music. No, we're not listening to music right now. We're listening to audio books. We're listening to education, things that are going to get us to that next level. Because I can't, I seen that lady on the elevator. Yeah. That's not going to be me. Right. Right. I'm not going to have to rely on another man to put food on my table. Right. That's why I'm so adamant about teaching people how to fish. I'm not the guy that's going to be giving out fish, giving out money. Because what good does that do? Once I stop giving out fish, giving out money, then you starving. Yeah, for sure. Right. So now that's why it's so important to learn how to fish. Yo, I'm going to teach you these these skills. You're going to learn how to fish. That we go ahead and pull your own fish, feed your family, teach yeah. them how to fish. Now people are less dependent on you, right? Yeah, for sure. That was always been my motto. So I just became obsessed with the work and was just at that job, just just, just pounding, just wow. putting my funds together, putting my, you know, that first investment property, I was able to put 10% down because that was considered my second home because right. it was 45 minutes outside of where I lived. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I had to start putting down 20% down on the investment property. And I was doing that for a while. But the problem became, you know, you put your 20% down. So I'm buying these properties for 60000 You put your 20% down. Mm-hmm. So that's $12,000 going out plus closing costs. So maybe like eighteen grand, right? Now I'll get my money back in about a year, year and a half, give or take. But I could only buy two or three properties a year that way because mm-hmm. your cash got depleted very, very fast. Right, right, right. right? So right. you capped out essentially. Unless you just, you know, have win the lottery, you just got a whole bunch of cash. And how long were you working at the bank before, you, like, yeah. In real estate, working yep. at the bank at the same time. Yep. So I did that for five years at the bank. Five years. Yep. Building then, up empire. Building up the empire. But then I left the bank to work at this Japanese company for another two years within finance. And then uh, from there, I worked in uh, sales for two years, selling uh, acoustical ceiling tiles. So that allowed me to be mm-hmm. out in the field. So I started getting a little taste of freedom while I was out in the field. Be- so you must have just left. Yeah, we well, left about, about two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Yep. Gotcha. Because yep. you started, t- well, what did you say you did 10 years ago? That was the first property. Yeah, it was the first property. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And yep. you worked at the one job for five years and two years and another two, that's nine. Yep. If that was. Well, well it was five at Bank of America. Yeah. Uh, two years at the Japanese company. Right. Seven. And then uh, two years uh, at the um, sales gig. Right. So it might even been longer. Yeah. So nine. So nine years. Oh, so you, you must have bought the house earlier then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was gotcha. probably like. Probably whenever, Maybe like whenever eight, 20, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, back, gotcha, back gotcha. when I was like 22. Yeah, for sure, for yep, sure. Yep. So when did, so when did you leave that job? Like when, when did real estate, when did you say, okay, cause based on like your pattern, it's like, yeah. I don't want to take my money and 
live comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When did, but I yeah. guess it was, it was a long journey. Yeah. But yeah. when did you say, okay, I'm going to leave? And what financial situation were you in? Like, what did you create? Yeah. So that you could say, okay, it's okay for me to leave now. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I'm all about living for free, right? Mm-hmm. So with, so when I was living for free, um, back in that, back in that uh, Newark, Delaware house, right? I met my wife while I was living in the garage. Yeah. Right. So I had her use her FHA loan, which we could talk about. But I think that moment became when I when the rental income exceeded my job yeah. completely. Right. And it got to the point where I, even my last job that I had, I had flexibility and freedom. But I was still getting those calls, still getting the emails. Doug, where you at? Like before I left, I lost my I lost my company phone and I lost the company um, iPad. So I'm like, man, this is just getting outrageous. Like I'm you putting these projects it? together. I lost it. Like I showed up, I got pictures. I showed up and I was like, it's like, well, where's where's the iPad that we gave you? I was like, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and then it's like, what about the phone? I was like, man, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Because right. I'm so engulfed, like my mind can't even think about, the reason why I left that job is because it's just, it got too overwhelming to the yeah. point where, you know, even though it was an easy job, I still don't need that in my, in my brain because you only process but so much. So I knew that, yo, I need to 100% focus on this real estate thing because that's really what's going to provide that true freedom that we need. Mm, okay. So we have a certain amount of income yep. coming from the real estate property. Yep. How do you start, how do you allocate it? Because let's say, I don't know, you have a property and they're paying $1,000. Yep. Your mortgage, let's let's just say is six hundred. So now you have four hundred dollars. Yep. How do you allocate that four hundred? Do you take a portion for yourself? Do you give yep. out a portion? Do you save yep. a portion? What do you do? Yep, yep, yep. So what I do is I I'm more on salary, right? So we pay ourselves salary through paychecks. So a portion of the rental income that's coming in, we're paid out on salary. Gotcha. Then the rest goes right back into the company. Mm-hmm. to getting ready for that next investment property. Again, I'm always about living for free ever since that first property. So like, for instance, um, when, my, when I met my wife, she didn't have any FHA loans. She didn't have any real estate. So I said, hey, before we get married, we need you to get a property. So we found, we used a two or three K FHA loan program where we were able to get her a triplex for 90,000 and put $60,000 worth of work into it. So that was you know $150,000 loan, but all with putting that three and a half percent in. Right, so now hold on. So yeah. they do they fund the construction under this FHA and wrap it all into three and a half percent? Exactly. Yeah, so really? you get the purchase and the construction all wrapped into the loan. Right. So if the purchase at ninety thousand, they'll you know pay the seller that ninety thousand, but then there'll be a construction budget of sixty thousand, and then they'll get paid in draws. So you find the two oh three K FHA contractor, then as two oh three FHA contractor contractor. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you can only do that once, though. No, you can do it more than once. Do tell. Yeah. Doug, yep. So, tell. so the way it works is typically they want you to live in that. All right. Let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Property, right? You got to live in the property's primary residence. But let's say what happens if your situation changes, right? So, for instance, a situational change could be you had a child, you got married, job relocated, your family used to be two people, now you, have, you know, now you have a kid. So now your situation can change and you can go ahead and get another FHA loan. So let's say you have one FHA loan, a year passes, go ahead and get another one. And then you can always, if there's no value in the property, you can refinance out of that initial FHA and then go get another one. Right? They're not gonna cap you, there's no limit with that. Gotcha. All right, let me let me ask you this question. Yeah. So me and my wife, we bought a house, yep. but she actually bought the house. Well, it, like it's on her, it's on her, on her, on her name. Gotcha. Can I still go get a, a loan? FHA. Yeah. Like for a primary residence. Yeah. So yeah, if you were going to a primary as a pri you guys file your taxes together, or yeah, well, we will be. Okay. Yes. Okay. Should we not? Uh, I think you have to. Technically, you have to. If oh, you, yeah. I believe if you're married. But uh, yeah, you can actually go ahead and get an FHA I loan. I think last but, year we did actually. Yeah, we did. But I that believe you, you would, you're going to have to put her on that uh, on that loan. But you can still put three and a half percent down. But I can still get an FHA loan. Yep. Even though my wife has a FHA has the FHA loan. She got that loan when you guys were married or not married. We were married. You were married at that time. We were married. Yes. You were. Yes. Okay. So yeah, what you could do is if you have some equity, what I would do is I would refinance out of that initial loan and then your situation changes or you guys want to buy another property using the FHA. Oh, so right now it's, it's joint no matter what. Right. Gotcha. Right, so yeah. it's not like me getting one or her getting one. Right, yeah, yeah. You, you had to run that play before you got married. So I ran it with my wife before I got married. And this is it's crazy because I'm going to show you how a couple could come up with 12 units real quick, right? Talk to me. All right, so let's say, you know, Couple, they're dating. One person picks up a four-unit building. They live in one unit, rent out the other three units. Their significant other picks up another four-unit building, live in one, rent out the other three, right? So that's four and four, eight combined. Mm -hmm. But then once they go get married, and this is all FHA, three and a half percent down. But then once they go ahead and get married, right? Now they can actually go buy another four-unit building together using the FHA because their situation changed. And now they'll be getting that that four, the original four unit building that the, the guy had, I'll be getting paid for by the tenants, cash flow coming in. The one that the lady had, that's cash flowing, money coming in, right? So now they're living in that four unit, they're living for free. Now they have a, a good amount of cash flow coming in from those 12 doors. And now they're in a situation where 
they're that much closer to getting their freedom, mm. right? Getting their freedom, what do you mean? Getting their freedom is they don't have to hug the cubicle. So for me, the freedom is getting away from that, that hugging that cubicle, right? Because yeah. as you have that cash flow coming in every 30 days, the way I look at it is, let's say you make $40 an hour, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you have one property and it's cash flowing $400. So that one property is, is saving you 10 hours of work is the way I would look at it, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, okay, how many of those properties do I need to, to uh, mass my income, yeah. to cover my income, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just a simple calculation. So now you're just calculating, okay, my freedom number is $10,000. So how many properties do I need to get that, that freedom number? Got it. Right? So now, as you have that money coming in every 30 days, now it's like, man, I don't have to hug this cubicle. I can Makes take sense. a step back. Makes sense. I can take a step back and, you know, whatever your passion is, your passion might be, hey, I just want to run all day in the park. Right? Hey, yeah. that's what you want to do. Great. Do that. But you got your freedom, you got your time. Because yeah. for me, it's not so much about the money, it's about that freedom. Yeah. I'd rather have the freedom versus the money. Big facts. You know Big what I'm facts. saying? And I don't want the freedom just for myself. I want the freedom for my wife, my future kids. We don't even have kids yet, but I need them to have their freedom. Yeah. Everyone I'm around, they need their freedom because like, for instance, we played basketball today and uh, we played, I think, to 12 o'clock. Yeah, we went out to go eat now. and it's a Wednesday. If I was hugging that cubicle, that wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, it's over. Been, boss would have been calling like, yo, you didn't show up. Right, like, what's going right. on? Oh, I just stopped by the gym. Game went over a little bit. We played two extra games. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to hear that. Right. Right. Look, all right. So for my entrepreneurs out there that yeah. um, maybe they are free in terms of they don't have a job, but uh, they have a business. They're not claiming a whole lot of money on their taxes. Yep. yep. What's your advice? All right. Great I got advice. A I got a couple of dollars. Cash. Right. right. So if you got cash coming in. And you want to buy your primary residence or you want to buy some investment properties? I'll give me both scenarios. All right, I'll give you both scenarios. So if you want to buy your primary re residence, you got something called statement loans. So statement loan is where there's banks out there that'll give you the interest rate's going to be a little bit higher than your typical FHA, right? But they're not going to be looking at your taxes. They're not looking at your W-2s. They're looking mm. at your statements, your bank statements. So you give them your bank statements and they're going to take an average of what you got coming in on a monthly basis and that's how they're going to, and they're also going to look at your different expenses, you know, your credit, For of sure. course. And then they're going to be able to say, hey, based off of the, your statements of the money that you're coming in, the revenue, we can give you $500,000 worth of a house that you can go out and purchase, right? So don't be, get discouraged just because you might not be showing a lot on taxes, but you have money coming in, you're an entrepreneur, like you can still own a property, right? You just use the statement loans. But although the interest rate might be 100 to 200 basis points or 1% or 2% higher than if you were to get FHA, that 1% to 2% still equates to a, I would rather take that 1% or 2% on the mortgage right. versus, you know, if you're, you know, you're deducting everything from your taxes, mm -hmm. paying that extra tax bill. Of course, you know, you see a CPA and all that all right, stuff. Oh, for sure, for stuff. sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so if so. it's an a investment, I already have a home. Yep, yep. So with the investment property, there's, there's something called short-term lenders, right? They're like hard money lenders, but they will actually lend based off the asset itself. And that's what I use a lot of. I did. I just took an L because the flip went bad. Oh, man. So, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have Doug in my life. Hey, man. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. And I don't flip. I'm a buy and hold investor, but you can still make flip money as a buy and hold investor. But the best part about it is it's tax-free. You can make flip money... You can make flip money as a buy and hold investor. My first time hearing that. Explain yeah. that. All right. All right. So 
prime example, right? Um, my buddy called me up and said, hey, Doug, uh, there's this young cat. He looks up to me. He's looking to sell a property. Basically got in a little over his head. So I said, all right, cool. I went to go see that property within an hour immediately. I stopped what I was doing is in North Philadelphia. I'm talking about in the trenches. It was a, it was mm. a bad block. Mm. I said, how much you want for this? He said, because um, he was about to sign the papers with this other seller for 50000 50, I said, hey, listen, I'll give you 55000 Give him an extra five, you know, take care of the young guy. So bought this property for 55000 And mind you, the property, all the hard work has been done. I'm talking about all the electrical. 55 cash. $55,000 cash. Gotcha. But I, I use leverage. I use this short-term funder, which I'll, I'll touch on. Okay. So $55,000 of cash, right? And it's a three-bedroom property right in the middle of the hood of North Philadelphia. The construction that needed was only about $10,000. I had to put some floors down, get some appliances, slap some uh, counters and countertops and um, put the light fixtures in. Mm -hmm. But everything else was done for me. I already had new heat, new electric, nice. all that good stuff, right? So I put that $10,000. So we're all in 65,000, but I got a short-term funder for this property, also called hard money, right? right? So what they wanted was 10% of the purchase price, purchase price 55,000, right? So 10% of that, right. 5,500, right? Then you got closing costs, you got points you gotta pay. Yeah. So I'm all in just under about 10 grand mm -hmm. to, to walk into this deal, right? So I walk into this deal, we get it done in about a little under two months. Right. Because it was just, you know, cosmetic essentially. We're just slapping things together. So I just literally got the appraisal back today on that property. That appraisal like came- today? Today, yeah, okay. yeah, right to the email. That property appraised for $140,000, <clears> right? So mind you, I put my 10 grand up, and, uh, you know, the loan is uh, for $60,000 because I put my five, you know, for, for mm -hmm. that property, right? And I use short-term funding, that hard money loan, which is a 12-month loan. I can get out at any time within those 12 months. Gotcha. So since it appraised for 140000 my bank, my long-term financing institution, mm -hmm. they'll cash me out or they'll give me a mortgage at 75%, 75 yes, I've been of that notes, value. Man. Yeah, yeah, you've been paying attention. Well, yeah. So since they'll give me a mortgage at that 75%, that means they'll give me a loan up to $105,000. You'll pay back the hard money loan. Pay back the hard money, there's 60. Yep. What's left over, 45,000. And that's including me getting my, you know, my $5,000 sure. back. Yeah, so now, it's 45,000, get my five back. So basically $40,000. So I took that, took that money and basically I took that $10,000, turned it into $35,000 surplus, cash surplus, right? right? So now that $35,000, that is tax-free money. The 35,000 is tax-free money because the, yes, because the bank, it's not like gains necessarily. They're just paying for a mortgage on the house. They're just giving you the cash on the house so you don't you don't, they don't tax that. Right, so it's money coming from a loan, essentially, right? Yeah. So you don't get taxed on Can't loan get taxed money. On a loan? Yeah. I see what you're doing, Doug. I see what's going see on around works? here. You see how it works? Yeah. So now, I, t I took the ten, got my ten back, turned it into like thirty-five thousand. Right. This is just a little rinky-dink crib in the hood. I'm renting it out for thirteen eighty a month. Did you already? So you just closed on? No. Oh, so when did you buy this? A while ago. Like like two months ago. And you just got you just got the appraisal. I got the appraisal, so I'll be closing on the refinance, right? I'll be closing on the refinance in about a week or two, about a week and two out. But it's rented out already. It's already rented out. And they're paying 1380. 1380. Golly. So my monthly note will be, I think, probably like six, 650 bucks. Tax is real low in Philly. So 1380 minus 650, I don't have my calculator on me, but yeah, we're walking away with probably about almost $700 of cash flow. Do you have a course that teaches this stuff? I do, I do, I do. Can my people get a discount? 
Like if they're listening here? I talked to my guy. I think we could work something out. No, yeah, like, yeah. Right, yo, just, do, do me a favor, man. Just, just a promo code. I don't care yeah, what I, it is, I man. Because this, this seems, it seems very um, simple. Maybe not easy. Yeah. But the concept itself seems very simple. Listen, listen. It's a, it's a formula. It's a calculated formula. That's why, you know, you look on my Instagram and so forth. I take time to explain and give the game, right? But it's all about how you analyze that deal. For me, I analyze every deal at sixty five percent of the ARV, mm-hmm. right? So what that means, I'll break that down yes. to you. It's, it's, it's a simple equation. Let's take 0.65 times the ARV, and for those that don't know it, that's after repair value. Mm-hmm. So we run our comps, right? So we go ahead, let's say I'm going in this North Philly neighborhood, I'll do a radius of about half a mile radius, right? And I'll see all the similar homes of what they sold for, right? All the fixed up houses, right? Because mm-hmm. that's how I'm gonna be fixing up my property. Right. So then I'll take three or four of those properties, get the square footage, take the average price per square foot, and that's gonna give me uh, average uh, ARV, after repair value, right? Because mm-hmm. it's pulling those comps. So it's actual, actual data that you can tap right. into. So now that we got that out there. How, how do you get the prices? Within that radius? Yeah, how do you get that? Yep, yep. So one of my, one of my ways I use is something called PropStream, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I can go into all these neighborhoods. I can run comparables, right? And I'll, I'll give you a link and all that, but I can run the comparables so now I can be educated. I can be an educated investor. Because a lot of times people just want to buy real estate, just to buy real estate, I yeah, own some bricks. Sure. But by being educated on the process, you're going to avoid making a lot of mistakes and you're going to avoid losing a lot of money. Because mm-hmm. if you jump in this thing not knowing what you're doing, because yeah. I didn't have someone to walk me through every single step. So you know, sure. there's been some trials and tribulations to get to this point. But yeah. I'm glad that people are going to be able to learn from that blueprint. But back to the calculation, 65%. So you take 65% of the ARV, I'll keep the math simple. Okay. Let's say it's a $100,000 property, yes, ARV, multiply that by 0.65, so $65,000, yep. right? So on the other side of the equation, so that 0.65 times the ARV equals the purchase price plus the construction cost. Okay, so the purchase price and the construction cost needs to be 65% of the ARV, the right. after repair value. Right. Got it. Right. So simple algebra equation. So for instance, we have a purchase price of $20,000 with a construction budget of $40,000. And that property is worth $100,000. It's good money. Yeah, we're good money. We're even, we're even below that 65% rule. Mm-hmm. That's where we want to be. But let's say, for instance, if we're at a purchase price of $20,000 with construction at $60,000, now we're at $80,000, but the value is only $100,000, we're at an 80% of the ARV. Right, You're we need that. Me. That's not good. We got to get that price, or we got to get that price lowered, or we got to figure out that get that construction budget lowered, or we just simply got to walk away. How much of a stickler are you for this sixty-five percent? I'm a stickler. I'm and talking about sixty-eight. I'm not doing it because there's always see people that would do that deal. They have a scarcity mindset. But I write in my journal every single day. Real estate deals come to me easily frequently and abundantly, right? So when I, I heard Nehemiah say that about something. Y'all get, see, that's why y'all rich together. <laughs> I know it, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, money comes easily, frequently, and abundantly. Oh yeah, yeah, listen, so, so that's this the equation. Is good. So, this so, is good. so the key is, I got a whole calculator that I can just type in these keys mm. and it'll spit out, good deal, move forward. Bad deal, move, you know, stop. Get the price lower, right? But, but let me tell you about this is why I love real estate. I just picked up a six package deal. A six package deal. Right. So okay. these were six properties. They're actually already fixed up. 
And this guy that I already bought some, a couple of collection of properties from, but yeah, six properties. So in you're North- buying portfolios now. Yeah. So you're yeah. buying like, okay, what you got? I'll take them all if it's right. If it's right, if the deal's right. But listen, so this he already had these deals on Section Eight. So already, you know, Section Eight, my ears perk up. That's guaranteed right, money right, coming in sure. every thirty days. I said, well, how much you want for the six pack? He said, I want I want five hundred twenty five thousand dollars for the six pack. I said, well, let me see what's in the six pack. So I start analyzing the deals. I start looking at the numbers. Guess what that portfolio is worth? What? $850,000. And that's being extremely conservative. So I say, I'll, I'll take it for five twenty-five. dollars I didn't even really negotiate with him. I say, let me get that off your hands for five twenty-five. dollars These are properties that he already, he got them for the low. And the reason why he's selling them is because he got, he got them for pennies, fixed them up, and he had them for about four to five years. So he already got all his bread back, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, I just want to get out the game. I'll do a bigger you know, play. He wants to buy some industrial stuff. Mm. So I say, hey, we could do 525. I took it to my short-term lender. I say, listen, I got this portfolio. I'm now looking to purchase. It's already fixed up. I need it at this 525 number. They say, hey, Doug, for you, since you've been doing so many deals with us, you don't even have to worry about putting up any, anything except for the closing cost. Mm. Right, so closing costs. Got a relationship with the bank. So I got a relationship. But if you didn't have a relationship with the bank, if I didn't have a relationship. I would have to put up twenty uh, percent. Actually, ten depends. Either ten or twenty percent. Let's say twenty percent of that purchase price. So the purchase price is five twenty five twenty five. Then that's about a hundred a hundred grand yeah. plus some closing costs. Right. Yeah. So I put up. I end up having to put thirty seven thousand dollars down to do this five package, six package deal. Is that closing costs? Yes, that was closing costs. You know, they charge points. I got to pay the taxes and, uh, in the year. And just for those who don't know, because I, again, yeah. I told you I went through this okay. nightmare. Um, the points are um, the per thousand dollars or something like that, right? So, so yeah, the way a On point works is, think of a point as one, like 1% interest, 1% of, of the, the loan. loan. Yeah, the loan, right? yeah. So if you have, if you have uh, one point on half a million dollars, you know, that's $5,000, Yeah. right? Yep, so we yep. paying so we're paying insurances for the year for all those properties. We're paying closing costs. We're paying you know lawyer fees, all that good stuff, right? So we're paying thirty seven thousand dollars for the six package, already ready to go. And I even told my lender what I'm what my play, what my play is. So now, properties are owned. You know, money's coming in about eight thousand dollars of of revenues coming in mm-hmm. from that property. But now I'm in the process of refinancing that six package, right? At that eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar valuation. So you are now going to take about one fifty three. Hold on, hold on, don't tell me. Yeah. Tell you five hundred fifty thousand. That'd be three hundred thousand. Six hundred about six hundred thousand. Yes, I'll take on a, a, a new loan. So yeah, so basically what I'll do is I'll refinance at 75% of that $850,000 right. valuation. Which is about 600,000. Right. Got you. Right. And you only owe, you only got only it for 525. 525. So you'll get a, a mortgage on it. Yep. And you'll be able to pocket about 75,000. Right. Dang. Right, without even lifting the hammer. That's, that's one of my deals with no construction, but it's already fixed up. It was all about being able to understand and analyze what that property, what that package was worth. Mm. So now, and it's also about having the different lenders set up, right? So boom, I got the loan for, you know, short-term funding for 12 months. I got 12 months to go ahead and refinance, but I'm mm. going to refinance way before then. Right. So now I'm going to be able to refinance it, get my initial money back, plus put a couple extra dollars in my pocket. But then the cash flow 
it's going to be right around $4,500 a month coming in. The cash flow is $4,500 after you refinance. Right. Got it. Cash, okay. So after Dang, so at the 8,000 coming in, minus you know all the mortgages, taxes, insurance, all mm. that good stuff, about about four to 4,500 coming in on the monthly basis, mm. all from that six package. And guess where I found this guy at? Where? Craigslist. On Craigslist? On Craigslist. One you were month. looking on Craigslist? Every day. So you're always looking for properties and deals? Yeah. That's what I do. That's why I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. People are like, man, this guy waking up early because there's deals at 4.30 in the morning. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com slash Goals24. That's Chime.com slash Goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Bro, bro. <laughs> Golly. That is a bar. Because listen, if, if you're an investor, I'm an investor. You wake up at 9, I wake up at 4.30. If a deal hits Craigslist, who's going to see it first? Uh, Better yet, who's going to be at that property with that seller? Before you even wake before up. Before you even wake up. So before you even wake up. And you, your morning stretch, you know, brush your teeth. I'm already at the property signing the paperwork, running it over to the title company. Mm. Yo, Doug, are you, when you came to Atlanta, did you look at property? Do you look at it for property sale here? I'm always looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Are, do you have uh, properties outside of like that Philly area? Uh, it's kind of like right now it's in the Philly area, but mm. I'm starting to look at other markets. Got you. Yep. So when you go to so, other markets, you got to find, find a whole new like management company and all that kind of stuff, right? Yep, yep, you have to build your team. And that's what I teach how to build your team no matter what market you're in. Mm. So that's the, that's the thing. It's all about your success depends on your team. Before when I was first getting started, I was doing everything. So after I, I clock out of that nine to five, I'm, the, I'm the putting these projects together. I'm painting. I'm doing all this. I'm doing placing the tenants. Following up, doing the Section 8 inspects, I was doing literally everything in the mm. business. That's why I, I really know every single aspect. Like, I even wired up houses before. I've done plumbing before, right? Because I was fascinated because I was, I was hugging that cubicle. So you can only imagine, like, wow, this is what the world feel like. Like, geez, I could yeah. be fixing stuff with my hands. But that got old. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. So you're obviously dope with real estate. So, but give me a testimonial. Tell me about your students, Doug. You got yeah. some students that I'm talking about. I want one. Give me an example of somebody who maybe spent. I mean, they, they just 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 so green to real estate. Don't yeah. know nothing about it. Yep, yep. You got yep. any testimonials like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. We got plenty of them, man. Listen, this, so there's this couple, uh, Janice and Aaron, right? So it's funny. Uh, Aaron came to my ride along, and my ride along is about ten hours. Intense day where we're giving the game for 10 hours, taking them to about six or seven different job sites that I have open actively, mm-hmm. all various different stages. With his wife, like, what are you doing? Don't go to that ride along. Oh, that real estate doesn't work. She was in his ear crazy, like, don't go. He stood up, took that stand, which I can respect. Uh, of course, you, <laughs> you left the whole person. <laughs> At least he stayed with her. Right, 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 right. So he still went, he went, and then, you know, he got the understanding. Then he tapped into the A&E program, the Acquisition Execution Program. And then I started noticing his wife is on the calls in the mentorship, and she's going harder than him. 
I'm like, wow, look at this. It's interesting. So they bought, they bought the first investment property. I mean, they're blitzing. They're running every play to the T. Mm. Like, I give the whole game, the whole blueprint to the T. I'm talking about like, dang, you guys just following every single step, huh? Mm. They grabbed the step, refinanced, got the bread back. Then they bought a duplex. I think they're on their third or fourth house right now. Oh, wow. It's only been not even a year. Really? So this is a couple, and, and they're literally following it to a T. And I'm so happy for them and proud for them because I see them at Home Depot in the evening, right? On Home Depot dates, if you will. Mm. But they're building their team and they're building their empire. And man, it's just, it's just been remarkable to see that. And um, I think uh, Aaron, he works in the, in the nursing field. Mm. Uh, his wife's able to work from home. But wow. I just see now the wife is actually more excited about real estate than he is. And she was wow. the same person that was like, oh no, that, that real estate doesn't work, this and that. But now he's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that just puts the biggest smile on my face simply because mm. you're changing lives, right? You're For changing sure. mindsets and you're letting them know. And it's funny because even on our calls, they have their, I think, 11 or 12 year old daughter tapping in. She's going to the job site. She's going to Home Depot. She's figuring things out. She's even analyzing deals now. Mm. So just to see that impact, man, there's, no, there's nothing like it. Because it's funny because during my whole time in real estate, I've been talking about the game, giving the game every chance I got. But as my buddy says, people don't pay, they don't pay attention, mm. right? So for the longest, I'm giving the game, people still not paying attention. Now they wanna get with me, I'm like, you know, I, I can't, I just don't have the time. Yeah, for sure. The energy, I'm building my empire as well as helping other people build their empires, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm, ha I'm happy for them, they're rolling. That's but it's, it's just like, there's so many people out there that I'm just trying to just give the knowledge and the information. Like you go on my Instagram, there's probably just probably about 10 hours plus of content mm. me breaking it down. I'm consistent, right? Consistently just giving you the, the jewels, the, the tips. So I that trust you too, man. To I trust next. you like you're going to be consistent. You just yeah. seem you're my, you're, my you're dad had me cleaning carpets yeah. at five o'clock in the morning, scrubbing. Your level of discipline is insane, bro. Yeah. So do you, how often do your students get to talk to you? Uh, once a week. Once a week? Yeah, once a week. So if I'm on the calls, then I can like ask you certain questions about my specific deal. Absolutely. Yep. So this is how it works. They can ask me about their specific deals, whatever situation they have, because we have a Q&A session. It's only supposed to be an hour. Right. I always over deliver, right? So it's two hour calls. Um, but they have that. But then they also have the private group that we have. So people are talking about their accomplishments, their questions, any concerns that they have. But then any questions that they have, you know, I got the new camera, you just, mm -hmm. I like to use it. So I'm in there doing a video response to their personal question and we're tapping in. So that way they just get fully engaged and get their questions answered. I love it. Because, you know, real estate, it's, it's a lot to it. Yeah. But by having the blueprint, man, it, it consolidates that time frame. Mm -hmm. So now you can take 10 years of experience, consolidate it. Now you can start making moves right away, right? Mm, I like it. I yeah. like who don't you recommend real estate investing for? I don't recommend recommend real estate investment for a person that always needs confirmation from others. <laughs> right? So it's like you got a deal, you start asking. Hold on, man, that joint gotta sink in. That joint gotta sink in. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So somebody that needs confirmation from others, that's the person where say if a hot deal hits your hits your wire, right? You start to ask your bus driver, you start asking your mom <laughs> that never owned a property, she's still renting on section eight for the last 30 years. You asking your brother, 
you asking your kindergarten teacher, you asking your friend, you asking your dog, like, come on now. If you got the information, you got to really dig deep down inside because there's always going to be that person that doesn't know about real estate going to tell you, mm-hmm. oh, don't do that. I heard oh, some horror sure. stories. For sure. They're going to tear your property up. Imagine if I would have listened to my coworkers when I was telling them I'm going to invest in real estate and they're talking about, you know, they're going to tear up your property. They're not going to pay you. You know what I mean? You'll never be able to, you know. The poison your milk. Yeah, the poison <laughs> your milk, right? I would have been stopped at square one. Like, man, I don't want my milk poison. I'm right. trying to live. <laughs> right? So, so, oh, so that man. person is simply not going to be able to, yeah. like, you got you to be able to get over that. And it has to be the person that's also willing to put in that work. Yeah, for sure. So I think a lot of times, I know you were wearing a shirt that said work, but that's really what it comes down to. I'm going to give you the blueprint, give you the game, but you got to put in the work. Yeah. But the work becomes easier once you have that blueprint. Big facts. Big facts. Right? All right, man. Listen, uh... I think this has just been a phenomenal. He said, like, uh, I'll work out, guys, try to get some sort of discount code for our family members, okay? Um, And we'll put it in the description. Uh, Can you do that, or am I over-promising? No, we can do that, yeah. under-delivering right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just assuming you about to give us some love, so. um, Yeah, we got you. Man, I I appreciate that, my brother. I, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta do a little commercial. Then I'm gonna ask you like a couple more questions, yeah, yeah. and then we're gonna jump into it. So even if, if you're watching this, I need you to like this video. Just like the video. I need you to leave a um, a, a comment, okay? And I need you to uh, give us a five star rating if you think it's a five star interview. If it sucks, it's okay. Just don't leave anything. But I need a five star interview, okay? So. Um, this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. It is the only, the only, the only community that entrepreneurs gather every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Entrepreneurs get together and we learn how to start your business, how to grow your business, how to network, how to, like, you're connected with a whole group of people. We got over 300 people on a call every single morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you are looking for a group of entrepreneurs to grow with, you need to go to themorningmeetup.com. If you don't even have an idea for a business and you want to like try to try to just get in the environment where you can grow and learn some things, um, go to themorningmeetup.com, okay? So I'm gonna do something special for you that's listening. You can just taste test the morning meetup for $1 right now. You enroll, you enroll $1 for seven days. If you like it, stay with us for the rest of your life or for the rest of the year or for the rest of the month. If you don't, it's okay. You've just invested a dollar and uh, everything's okay. So I'm going to, is that mine? Okay. All right, cool. Um, is that, okay. All right, so um, yes, just just sign up, man. It's a dollar, okay? I'll see you in the morning. All right, cool. So I got I to gotta ask a question. Yep, yep. Um, I like to make predictions on the podcast. Yeah. And I like for you to predict where you think you'll be in the next five to 10 years so that I can watch this video five to 10 years from today. And I say, yo, Doug said he was going to do that. Look, my man owned the Staples Center. Like, give me your five to 10 years. Got you, got you. Five to 10 years. I think we're going to be at about probably 500 units is the plan, five Mm -hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So for that plus I have um, a supplement business that I just just launched as well. Mm. So we have something called Sea uh, Moss Gummies that are coming to the world. Word, yeah, Sea Moss Gummies. So Sea Moss Gummies. Yeah, yeah, bro. When's it drop? Today. Word. Yeah. You got? Do you have some on you? Uh, I got. 
I got you. I got oh, you covered. I got you covered. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so that's why I love real estate because that's crazy. Hold on, I'm messed up right there. Like sea moss gummies. Yeah, yeah, all natural, certified, all that good stuff, made with beets, vitamin D, vitamin E, and it tastes good. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. So it's just about. We can't get a discount on that, can we? Got you. I'll give you ten percent. I love that. I love y'all. I love y'all. Just because you asked, I'm yes. all about asking for that Sometimes discount. You ask, yeah, man. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yep. Go ahead. So, yep. So we're gonna have we're gonna have 500 plus units. Uh, the supplement business is gonna go through the roof. Um, what else? What else we gonna be doing? I really just want to live in in multiple different countries, like months at a time. So I think mm. that's coming. That's probably happening even in the near future. Mm. But. Uh, that's the main thing. It really just is more freedom, more mobility, really, is what yeah. it comes down to. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Man, I mean, shoot, those are some goals right there. Yeah. Listen, man, um, thank you, yeah. Doug, because uh, you kind of just, you, you yeah. like, we're demystifying this whole real estate yeah. thing, right? We I hear got, people. I, I got another big play for you, but maybe we'll just, I don't know if you guys are ready for it. I got another big one. Don't talk to me like that, man. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me nice, man. What are we, talk, what are we doing, Doc? What are we doing? Listen, listen. All right, so for those that know me, I'm, you know, before I, I'm running around putting these plays together, right? You know, I said I got six or seven projects typically taking place at a time. Well, guess who's the general contractor? Are you the GC? I'm the GC. Mm. And the reason why I'm GC is because I've had $100,000 tied up in a project for two years because someone else was GC and I heard every single excuse known to man. Mm. I said, never again would I allow someone to put, had that much control over my project, right? So now I learned the process of being a, come a general contractor, how to put together these properties because I watched it in slow motion. I said, these guys are no smarter than me. I could do that. But now I'm being my own GC. Let me just kind of break it down to That's you, dope. right? So I purchased this one duplex recently for $60,000. Construction budget is $90,000, right? Mm -hmm. And I took my short-term funder, short-term lender, hard money lender to you know, fund me this project. I told him I need $90,000. But I build at about $53 a square foot, right? So a building at $53 a square foot, when it comes time to putting up my cost that I need to do the construction, I put it at about $85 a square foot. Okay, hold on. Okay, yep. we gotta, we gotta, yep. we gotta yeah, just yeah, run yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say the same thing again, just yep, so it sinks in. Yeah. So I build, I'm, a, I'm my own general contractor. I'll keep the numbers a little bit simple. So I build at $53 a square foot, but we'll just say $50 a square foot. So that's your fee, that's your- That's my true cost. Your true cost. For putting the project together. So as a general contractor, I'm not swinging the hammers, I'm not swinging the nails, I'm making the phone calls. $53 per square foot. foot. So yep. if it's a thousand square foot property- Cost me $53,000. It's gonna be about 53, okay, gotcha. Right. So, but for my lender, I say, hey, I'm, I need $85 a square foot. So $85,000 in the construction costs to do that project, right? Mm -hmm. And that's reasonable. Most contractors charging $85, $90 a square foot. But now that I'm actually getting it done for $53 a square foot, guess where that extra about $30 goes? In your pocket. In my pocket for being my own general contract. And guess who pays it? It comes out, the lender pays it, Yeah. right? Because people are like, you know, Doug, why are you putting these projects together yourself? Why don't you just hire a GC? Why would I give another man $30,000 of seven projects that I have going on simultaneously, mm. right? So I'd rather pay myself as the general contractor. So now I just showed you multiple ways to make money putting together your projects. You buy right, you analyze that deal, be your own general contractor, so now you're putting in 
any extra ten to thirty thousand, even more, because the one project is, is crazy. Right. But uh, even more money in your pocket, and then you go ahead and refinance it because the numbers still work, even with that GC fee at that sixty-five percent that we're analyzing the mm -hmm. deal. Numbers still work, so now you're making money as a GC. You get some cash, you get all your initial investment back when you refinance it, and then some extra cash on that. But then you also run your numbers to make sure you're still going to be in a cash flowing position. Mm -hmm. So now you basically got a free house. You got that house covered by your GC fee or, you know, when you do the cash out refi or both. And now you're able to scale up and grow your business. So instead of just doing one property, two properties at a time, you can do seven properties, 10 properties mm -hmm. at a time. And all you're doing as a GC is you're just making up, picking up the phone. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, just got another one. Can you go ahead and demo that property? Hey, had the lumber moved over here. Framers, go ahead and frame. Hey, I need the electrician. Go ahead and run the wire, run the plumbing. Now you're your own general contractor calling the shots. That's dope. Now you just put, let's say you do 10 projects a year and that your GC fee is 30,000. Just put an extra $300,000 in your pocket mm. just for putting your own pieces of property together that you're not selling. You're keeping these properties for the long term. Yeah. So now by keeping them from the long term, who's paying the note? That's why we lock up those guaranteed rentals. So they're paying down that note. So every single month, your net worth is going up because they're chipping away at the principal on those loans. Mm -hmm. So now you look up 30 years from now and all those properties are paid off. So some people, when the, all these properties are paid off, they say, okay, I just collect more rent, right? So that's one option, just collect more rent. Right. Or you can sell them, cash out, you know, you pay your capital gains tax. Or what I would do, I would refinance all those properties again and run them through another 30 year mortgage, mm. right? So now we have all that cash. You see the portfolio is worth 10 million cash is out at 75% of that 10 million. Mm -hmm. So they give us a check for 7.5 million after that 30 year span. Now you take on another 30 year mortgage, still rent those same properties out, section eight or you know, veteran housing, so many different avenues that mm -hmm. you can rent those properties out. And now you just keep doing it over and over again. Now you just pass that same portfolio down to the kids. Like, yo, number one rule, don't sell the properties. Number one rule. Have you, have you ever fixed and flipped the property? I tried. I tried. There's one property I fixed up, uh, but my wife liked the kitchen because we were living in the triplex at the time. So we ended up moving into that uh, particular unit. That's right. <laughs> but it was, in my, it was in my company name, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, how do I get it out of my company name? So what I did was I sold it to my wife. I sold that you property. Fixed to my the property and sold it to your wife. Golly. <laughs> so number one rule is never sell the property. Never sell the property, man. Listen, because I see each property as a retirement bucket, right? So you gotta think about it. Let's say you got all these properties worth $100,000, tenants paying it down. So now when it comes time to retire in 30 years or whatever you wanna call retirement, got $100,000 here, 100,000 here, 200 over here, 400 over here, 600 over here, whatever. They're each individual retirement buckets. I'd rather not only get paid for a property one time, I wanna get paid every 30 days, every year, every five years, every 10 years, every 30 years, every 100 years, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I always wanna be getting paid from the asset. I'm gonna put in all that work initially, early on, but why keep putting in all that work and all that energy and then selling it to make your 30,000? By the time, I was doing the math the other day, let's say you're expecting a $40,000 profit, mm. you can pay the realtor 6%, you pay, your, <clears throat> you pay your closing costs, all that good stuff, and by the time that 40,000 gets chopped down to 20,000, it's not worth it. Mm. I'd rather go ahead and, and mass that huge portfolio. So it's just a mindset thing. People just want to flip, get that quick money, but you can still flip and be a buy and hold investor. Still get flip money as a buy and hold investor. <clears throat> oh man, you're an animal, bro. 
You are a beast. That's it. Yeah, you different. You different. I like. I'm listen. I am. I am yeah. on your team, brother. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so uh, yeah. ideally, I like to get some money with you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. if that's possible. Okay, he said yes. Y'all started. We can get some money together. I'm gonna show uh, you. I'm gonna show you how to fish. Matter of fact. That's what I'll I'm talking you. about. I don't want no fit. Well, I want to get. I want to get my own fish. <laughs> I got okay, you. let's get some money you. together. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank no you. Doubt. Thank you. Appreciate um, you for having me, man. Oh pleasure. yeah, no problem, man. Really, you know, I do this this podcast for very selfish reasons. Because mm. if I didn't have this podcast, I don't know if you you know just sit down with me for an hour and just coach me and I ain't yeah. get no money. Yeah. So it's very selfish. Mm. So you gave me the game. <laughs> right, right. It just so happens that the rest of the world gets to see it in this video list oh, forever. So cool. thank you for coming, man. Hey, man and I'm sure me. you you impacted so many people mm. in this episode, man. So oh, thank thanks, you, thank man. you. Appreciate it. Thanks, so tell the, tell the people how to find you, man. Hey, listen, so I'm on Instagram, Doug, D-O-U-G, Dept. So that's D-E, P like Peter, T like Tom, E like Eddie says, Doug Depp. Make sure you follow me on Instagram simply because we have tons of videos on there. But also you can tap into my website. It's called Execute with Doug, D-O-U-G dot com. Execute with Doug, Execute man. with Doug dot com. Make sure y'all go to the website. All right, close this out strong, man. Give us a word of wisdom, my brother. Hey, listen, words of wisdom, don't give up. Keep going no matter what. Give me something else. I'm just playing. I got you. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. I got you. Yo, here's the here's yeah. crazy. Thing. It's so deep and profound that somebody needs to hear. Don't give up. That, that's it. That's the name of the game. Just keep going. Not giving up. Yeah. To achieve, you must believe. Anything you want, you can have. I mean, we going for bars and bars, but that's the main thing. And anything you want, you can have. But one of the big things that I recommend: write in a journal every single day. So what I write in my journal. Every single day, money comes easily, frequently, and abundantly. Real estate deals come to me easily, frequently, and abundantly. And I always start off every morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's another beautiful day to get it. I'm thankful for just being alive. I'm thankful for being able to breathe. I'm thankful for another day to pursue my passion. That's how I start every single day. Because once you are put in that positive mindset, positive things start to happen. I love it. I love it. Look, man, we can't close the podcast out better than that, man. Listen, go follow Doug, okay? Be a part of this course. Y'all gonna see me on them calls, listening, soaking up the juice, okay? Um, So go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something and just promise me, after you build it, you'll teach somebody else how you did it. All right, we are out of here. Peace. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fit. Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.